0: This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or any other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of any existing agency agreement. Hey guys, welcome back to the show, Full Subjects Podcast. Happy to join you guys for another episode. Um, the BC government knew that uh, we were recording uh, today, uh, so they uh, decided to drop some brand new news on Thursday. Um, so some big changes uh, that we're going to discuss, but uh, yeah, how's everybody doing?
1: Doing well, doing well, yeah. no, know they dropped quite a bit on us, but uh, definitely some valuable insight we can share with you guys and how that affects your day-to-day in real estate.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I think what's worth noting is these sort of things are to be expected right now with the mm-hmm. provincial election coming up in October. Totally. Um, does that mean these things aren't valid? Absolutely not, but it's not a surprise when you start to see these kind of initiatives by the current BC government. Um, so just just something worth noting. Um, also why don't we jump right into one of the first initiatives here
0: yeah so the first one is that the eligibility threshold for first-time (laughs) homebuyers exemption is set to increase from five hundred thousand dollars to eight hundred and thirty five thousand dollars with the initial exemption basically being on that five hundred thousand mark so that's some pretty big news that's going to change um, or save people that are purchasing um, anything over $500,000, about eight grand, which is big. Um, you know, PTT is not something that can be worked into your mortgage. PTT is something that has to be paid up front. Um, so that's gonna save yeah. some people um, right out the gate and that's gonna be a big barrier of entry for people uh, once you start to consider down payment and some of those other things. So that's a huge, uh, huge change. What are your guys' thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, no, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be very well received by the public, incentivize, motivate people to get out there. And I know every week we're kind of touching on this buyer's confidence thing, but I think this adds a little piece of the pie again. It just makes people feel more confident coming out there. And yeah, no, I'm excited to see what, uh, what this actually translates into.
2: Yeah, no, I think Cody's absolutely right. I mean, if we just look at it as simply as look, I'm trying to buy a place that's under 835000 yeah. here's $8,000 in savings. Great. That, that's what. Assuming you're a first-time home buyer, like that's what that is. That makes yeah. a huge difference. Great.
1: Right? I think it's just it's been so many years that like it's been a bit behind the eight ball. Just like I mean, as value started to rise, this never really changed. So it was right. like okay, less and less people that this is applicable to. But now I think uh, it's exciting. It's I think this will benefit a lot more people, and it'll definitely definitely help push start the market again.
0: Yeah, I think any way that you can, you know, save people money is going to be a, a, um, a you know, reduce a barrier of entry to the housing market. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think they're they're on to something here. Um, one of my first reactions was there's not a whole lot that people can get for under $500,000. Like, you know, short of you going into a one bedroom mm-hmm. condo in the Fraser Valley, maybe you're getting into something, you know, a one in den um, you know, maybe certain areas you can get into that two bedroom. Um, maybe that's a little bit of an older place. There's, there's other, you know, factors in that, Mm -hmm. what's going to come in under that number, but it doesn't give people a whole lot. And as much as that's good for maybe your first place, you know, if you're a family or looking to start a family or need more space, anything like that, um, that's a pretty big, um, you know, quick change. Let me put it that way. So, um, the fact that you can say people eight grand and maybe they can get into, you know, a two bedroom place or something a little bit bigger or a little bit higher up on the budget. I think that's going to help people get in and then stay stay put yeah. in that first place. And maybe they get a little bit more life out of it as opposed to moving in. And then as soon as they need more space, you know, making a, a change and having to do something else.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: No, absolutely. And I think once, there's two things I want to note here. So first thing it's April 1st of this year is okay. when that goes into effect. So that's worth noting. Um, and then the second thing is the BC government looks at first-time homebuyers differently than the federal government does. So the federal government is a little bit more lenient in the fact that if you haven't owned a home, I think it's four or five years, they will consider you a first-time homebuyer again, mm-hmm. as long as you meet their other requirements. In BC, it's like if you've ever owned a home anywhere in the world, you're not a first-time, you're not a first-time mm-hmm. So it's much more strict in that sense. Um, so that's just one thing to note because I've actually even have a client right now that has owned a home but it's been like 15 years wow. but they wouldn't qualify for this because they have owned wow. a home at some point which is too bad because mm-hmm. this actually it gets them to a point where they actually would have been able to get an exemption um but with that being said that's just the way the BC government yep. looks at it right so um do you guys well actually what i want to say is um what do you guys think about the so there's two parts of this there's a the newly built home
1: So yeah, no, I just think it totally changes the product lines available to people now. Because I mean, up to 750, maybe you're getting like a three bedroom or two bedroom and den condo brand new, almost top floor kind of thing. Whereas now you're now like that should satisfy a lot of the townhouse market. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. even doesn't matter floor plans areas like for the most part i mean unless you're going downtown and buying something super high end then yeah maybe it's above the threshold but i think yeah it's just it's it's great to see that more product lines will be more available to people and they can actually afford it yeah. so no i think that's huge
0: yeah i think you know i think it's definitely they're trying to make things more affordable i think however you know as i say that i think the biggest issue is affordability so what i mean by that is you know, one of the things we talk about quite a bit uh, on on the podcast or on the show is you know what is required to get into your first place. So under you know five hundred thousand dollars, you know it's five percent. The difference from you know five hundred to a million, you got you need ten percent of that. So mm-hmm. if you want to get into something for you know six hundred thousand dollars, you're looking at like a minimum down payment of thirty five grand, um, and then you know your PGT on that would be you know eight nine ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I guess it would be as much as that's maybe making that a little bit less it's still very expensive to carry a mortgage and with the payments of that if you're putting the minimum down mm-hmm. so as much as maybe you're getting the barrier of entry a little bit lower i still think that the issue comes down to affordability yeah. and yeah. what your monthly expenses are obviously with that you know uh, interest rates are higher than they've been um, Relatively, mm-hmm. uh, I always have to, you know, throw that precursor in. Um, but I think that once those start to decrease, um, I think that'll be one of the one of the things that can really help things change. What as I say that though, it, it's a very well known that as interest rates come down, prices, prices often go up. up. So your monthly payment ends up being relatively, you know, similar with mm. that. So I just think that it's something that they're still. You know, working on fine tuning, but mm-hmm. I think it's any any way that you can save people money to get into the market, uh, whether that's yeah. new build or uh, resale. I think is going to be beneficial. Um, Absolutely. When it comes to new build, I don't know about you, Cody, but what we typically find is. New builds end up being a little bit busier when that resale market is really hot. Yes. Right? So when getting into stuff right now seems a little bit, you know, can be tough. People start to say, hey, if I can put a 5% deposit now and maybe a 5% later, get something brand new, worry about plan your plans around that. That's when we find that it's a little bit busier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just to come full circle, like we find that pre-sale ends up being busier when resale is really hot. Um, So people start saying, okay, if I can get into a place in a couple of years, maybe put you some of my down payment money, Mm -hmm. I can stage that with a deposit structure. We find that that's more beneficial. Like what do you find? Yeah, no,
1: I a hundred percent agree with that. I I do agree that because I mean, I I always tell people like real estate's always about alternatives, right? It's just like, okay, like, if the if the resale market is hot right now and people are having trouble securing a property or something pre is not a bad route to go there's usually more inventory available but i've also found that like just from my experience with my clients and even like purchasing properties myself like developers and stuff and like just the price points of what they are Tend to adjust a little bit to where the resale is right. Of course. You know what I mean? Because the end I find that that's it just provides another alternative and outlet for people and no, I think uh, Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that the pre-sale market kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the resale market in that regard
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah, as you guys said, it's it's easier to get into a pre-sale in the sense that the upfront cost is lower mm-hmm. But yeah, now if we look at this newly built exemption for PTT, like on a million dollar purchase, now not having to pay property transfer tax on that, like you're saving upwards of almost twenty thousand dollars, right? And that's that's and you got to pay GST on those places too. Yeah,
1: you're already paying five percent, right? So So
2: those that's a huge savings, right? Yeah. And going back to sorry, Austin, what you said at the very beginning. And this is important for people to know is that you have to have that money and I want to reiterate this because you already said it available when you buy Mm -hmm. yes it can't be part of your down payment your down payment has to be available as well and you
0: can't work it into your mortgage no people
2: or the lenders need to see that money available to them and if it doesn't exist they won't you won't be able to complete on that mortgage that's how like serious that is Mm. Um, so that just that's really something I want to make sure people understand Do you guys have anything else to add about PTT or do you want to talk about um, another initiative of the BC government?
0: No, I think that's good on PTT. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So the other initiative that we're going to discuss a little bit more about today is, what do they call it? The anti-flipping tax, basically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next one, so
0: right now, if you sell uh, your primary residence, uh, if you've owned it for less than a year, you get taxed capital gains on that. Yeah. so now what they've expanded that to is if you sell your property within two years yeah. you'll be subject to a, another tax uh which is they're basically calling flipping. the panty flipping tax right mm-hmm. um, what are your guys's thoughts on that
1: <laughs> i think it definitely puts changes the perspectives of investors you know what i mean like i i mean just with my demographic of people that i'm selling it's just people our age you know what i mean like it's like okay well to get a head start market wise uh, net worth wise it's like hey let's buy this property should appreciate to this percentage or this amount within a year or so then let's flip it and make some money definitely changes that for people now right like so yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that gets perceived especially like the pre-sale market because a lot of people will do that right like you already have almost a guarantee that if you're if you're essentially buying it today and it doesn't complete for another year or two out, you oh you're gonna make money on it right so but that kind of deters people from doing that then, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: I think this comes in to stop people from speculating on pre-sales. I think that's yeah. one of the one of the things. They want to leave mm-hmm. more inventory for people that are quote-unquote going to live in them. Exactly. Um, I think that this also is going to limit inventory though. And the reason for that is, you know, some people True. will truly go and look at a unit because it needs a little bit of work. And, you know, if you're to go in and, you know, maybe reno a few things and then, you know, put some sweat equity into it or whatever. um, All of a sudden, if you do that, you have to wait in that home for two years Mm -hmm. when you're maybe looking at doing that short term. I also think with that too, like full transparency, two years is, you know, goes by fairly quick. Like if you're doing, you know, DIY reno's or reno's to your home, like if that isn't something that's gonna be done in six months. um, But I just think it's gonna limit inventory, which is gonna be another problem because people are gonna be holding on to that because they don't want to, you know, be subject to an additional tax mm-hmm. for doing that. Right.
1: Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's going to, yeah, I think that's going to change a lot of people's perspectives on things like their behaviors towards in the market. Like it's, it, that is, I'm very, I don't know what to expect out of that. You know what I mean?
2: What I'm curious about is what, what are the numbers when it comes to how many people are actually selling within two years? Yeah, because that's, like that's if they're great purchasing, like, great question. like I think you talked about this internally between the three of us today and you said if you bought when the market was high, and you wanted to sell within two years, like you were going to lose money anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so it's like I'm curious, like if if let's say in two years from now, let's say you bought today, and in two years from now it appreciates five percent, which is not unrealistic. No. Yeah, no. Um, are, like, are you looking to sell to make that five percent? Like, maybe you're selling for a different reason, right? Well, and that's where I think it's where it gets confusing. Not confusing, but that's where. We have to dig a bit deeper to figure out, okay, what are the exemptions? Some of them are mentioned, but there is cases where you have to sell, right? So well, yeah.
1: lots of things like separations, for example. Yeah. And know? I think I mean, that's, that's
2: one, one of the that's things that's, that's, that's,
0: that's gonna be yeah. yeah. Well, and I think with that too, like if you start to do the math on, you know, what it costs to sell your home, obviously there's yeah. commissions. You know, maybe you're discharging a mortgage. There's you know, lawyer fees, uh, you you know, if you're selling something and purchasing something else, you're gonna have to pay PTT on whatever you're buying too. So even just an appreciation of 5%, obviously depending on how big and what you're buying and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, if it's just a five percent increase, that might not be enough to cover the cost. 100%. Probably wouldn't be, especially if you're going to something bigger. And yeah. again, yeah. that's quick math, folks. You know what I mean? Not like sure. we're not we're going into numbers right a lot yeah. of detail, but I think that's going to be a potential pitfall or a problem. 100
1: percent. I think especially too, if people are using their next purchase as a stepping stone to get somewhere, and let's say within that two-year threshold, for whatever reason, market turns, it gets great and people's uh, values appreciate on their home. They've built some good equity within the two years and they want to sell now to jump to that next one. And now they're kind of penalized for that, you know, it's, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I
0: I think going back to your point, I think, I think, I've heard this and it might be wrong, but I think your average person lives in a home for eight years. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that, I think that that's sound, bang on. Yeah. sounds more I think right. right, right. So I don't know how many people are actually moving every two years, yeah, other than yeah. your real estate investor or your you know people you know person speculating on a unit, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this this evolves. And you know, one of the things we always say is that sometimes there's unintended consequences. Like even with this capital gains flip, uh, if you sell within a year, if there is something like a divorce, and I believe there's exemptions for this too, but you know, sometimes, you know, for whatever reason, people just need to sell within a year of, and that's just kind of what's going on. They're not trying to speculate. They're no. not trying to flip. They're not trying to make a ton of money. It's yeah. just, is what it is, for lack of a better better way of putting it. So it's, um, I don't know, it, it'll be interesting to see how this one evolves. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that um, what it's called, the BC home flipping tax. I think that it definitely will help with the actual people that are flipping. Mm-hmm. Like that, that oh, I yeah, think it will serve sure. a purpose for, especially by expanding that out to two years. But like we just discussed, it may hurt some other people where it shouldn't, and there mm-hmm. may, they may be lenient when it comes to exceptions. I, I don't know. it. This is gonna kind of be one of those things that in a year from now, Actually, this one doesn't actually take effect till January 2025. Yeah. Oh wow! Well. So, yeah. so we, we actually, yeah. So we don't actually, we won't see this how this affects the market until at least next year. Now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and, and
0: and with that too, um, there's obviously, if they're just taught, you know, talking about this now, and it's a little bit of runway leading up to January 1st, 2025, mm-hmm. there'll probably be some feedback. There'll probably be some changes. Hopefully, um, you know, people will be vocal with, you know, maybe something that's specific to their situation and sharing that information Mm -hmm. so that, you know, then people can help modify or help have those changes possible uh, Mm -hmm. before it takes that concrete effect. Uh, At least you hope so. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I think this is definitely one that's going to evolve and more will come out.
2: Well, the other thing that's worth noting too is I mentioned before, there's a BC election in October. What's to say that the bc government changes just this is gone this is yeah that's this exactly to reality right
0: we'll, we'll have to yeah we'll have to uh, we'll have to delete <laughs> we'll this come episode i say that time yeah, yeah of course
2: yeah. but it'd be interesting to see if this actually gets implemented or not mm-hmm. um there's another thing i i'm gonna go a little off topic yeah, here, yeah. guys feel free to uh, chime in so i saw something where they're actually giving a limited number of um what are they? Um, basically, they're allowing a certain number of short-term rentals in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys—I think it was Kelowna. If you guys saw yep. this, like a, I forget what the number is. You know the number, awesome. No.
0: Um, so so that's kind of evolved too, because I think the Kelowna in particular has kind of petitioned some of the um, uh, some of the rules and had some
2: yeah.
0: feedback on it. Let's put it, because uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that you know purchase specifically For to that purpose, yeah, yeah. And it's going to affect tourism. I think the number is pretty
2: low, though. I think yeah. it's like sub 500 yeah which isn't a lot no but um i wanted to bring that up because i saw that recently and it's relevant to kind of what's happening right now in the market um but i'm curious if other municipalities will start doing that too the exemption other cities like starting to allow like some short-term rentals because it's undoubtedly impacted the hospitality market oh yeah big time right like now these hotels are like oh we now have them not again. Yeah, like, again. Let's, yeah, Let's charge whatever we want. Like I don't even yeah. want to look at what how or hotel costs are for this coming summer no, season it's or even Whistler, spring <laughs> yeah. break. Like yeah, yeah.
1: It's gonna time. yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how that how that all goes. You know, and it was cool like extra sources of revenue for people. You know, just to being able to Airbnb for sure. places yeah. and everything. Like. And
2: I get both sides of the argument. Yeah. I yeah. get it, but yeah, I don't know. Like like we said at the beginning of the show today, these initiatives. All have a purpose. Do they always serve the purpose they're intended to? No, they don't. No. Um, but again, there's politics involved in all of this. So there's there's things at play when it comes to the decisions that they make about these mm-hmm. things. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens because at the end of the day, the biggest problem is still inventory. Yep. Yeah, we still don't have inventory, yeah. and yep. I know there's some more stuff about
0: the, how much they want to build and addressing yeah, in inventory. To be able to do it. Yeah.
2: Okay. yeah, at a at a rate that isn't sustainable to keep up with how many people are actually how, how much the population is growing mm-hmm. right um, we're continuing to immigrate people which i'm not going to get into whether or not yeah. that's a good idea that's that's not what this is about but you still need homes for people
1: you still need homes for people i agree i think with everything going on and like they touched about it in a real estate course that i had to take today was uh, just planning like really plan you on know ahead. like plan ahead it's yeah. so like a lot of people, like, I've I've dealt with people in the past that are just like, okay, like, we're ready to buy something, let's just go buy what we can afford right now. And then I'm like, okay, like, have you thought about, like, resale down the road? Like, what areas you want to be in? Like, what's going to, the development in those areas? Is that going to boost your values over time? And they're like, oh, no it's just like we're approved for 500 grand what's on the market for 500 grand let's go see it and let's write an offer on something so i'm like you know what i think like there's enough resources around you i mean trust your mortgage broker your realtor anyone and just like really plan ahead and plan accordingly based on what you're doing take into consideration the new legislation that's coming into place and just do what makes what fits your situation best but just plan like try to like yeah just put more time into it yeah absolutely sweet do you guys have anything else
2: Short, no, I think short it's one day. That's probably today. a good quick update. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say one last thing here. Let's hope the Canucks get out of this slump.
0: Oh. But we won't go too much
2: into sports yeah. today. But I just
1: just to so you it. guys know, Austin will be taking his son to his first game tomorrow. So <laughs> fingers crossed that that or
2: changes better things. Will, better get a win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting a jumbotron.
0: Oh uh, 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 well, yeah. It uh, really. Appearance. Yeah, re- really excited. Yeah. Uh, of course, and um, yeah, it'll be great. Hopefully. No pressure. If you're listening to this Canucks team, please win tomorrow for my son. Uh, But you're probably not listening. Uh, Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. Just wanted to get on again to dissect some of the big changes, some big announcements. And uh, yeah, you guys have a great rest of your week. Take care. Take Take care. care.